What's that? Majestically cresting the horizon as it makes its way into port. Why, it's the brand new HyperX Armada monitors, mounts, and arms. Both the HyperX Armada 25 and 27 gaming monitors come bundled with a sturdy HyperX Armada mount and arm. If you need every split second of advantage when gaming, the Full HD Armada 25 and its 240Hz refresh rate are for you. If you like to soak in the graphical majesty of your gaming, you'll be eyeing the Quad HD Armada 27 with an 165Hz refresh rate. Set sale for HyperX.com or Amazon.com to start making your display armada. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chat of the Wild is part of the HyperX Podcast Network. To find out more information and other great shows, go to podcast.hyperx.com. Jeremy here with just a little disclaimer. We did lose Brian's audio for this episode, so I did stitch it together in what I believe is a coherent way, but it will be without Brian, unfortunately, for this episode. He'll be back later. Uh, This was one little glitch that we were not able to recover from. I do hope you still enjoy this episode, though. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Chat of the Wild. In this season, we are playing through The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. In our last episode... We learned a lot about the game and also about ourselves and the history with the game. And the power uh, of love. Uh, the potential power of love, yes, for yeah. sure. <laughs> uh, also, what happened is Zelda got eaten, apparently, by a big old monster. Uh, so, we got our, our stone piece, and we have a hole opened in the sky, and now we are freely allowed to fly we were given our, our beautiful green tunic because we were officially a knight. And apparently, did they explain, do, do the colors, like, say what level you are? Yeah, it's every, whatever year you graduate is the color of your uniform. Okay, interesting. They were thinking mauve, but settled <laughs> on green. Green's uh, a better color anyway. When's, when's the polka dot year? <laughs> <laughs> So we we now can also freely run around Skyloft here. Uh, we're told that before we get going, we need to also make sure that we have a shield. Uh, we do get a adventurer's pouch. So BC was explaining some things when he was talking about the control s- scheme on here. That you have basically two different sets of items. Now you have ones that are like sort of your, I don't know. For whatever reason, I don't know how you group this. Your shield and your potential like bottles and potions will be in one. And that's in like your normal adventurer's pouch, which you'll be able to expand as you go. Then there's also just your, your items pouch that has, I want to say what eight items. I think there's eight slots total. So 
is it supposed to just be separated by consumables and permanent items? Is that uh, actually that makes more sense? Yes, I'm gonna go with that. Be like me and forget to equip the shield all the time. <laughs> yeah, the equipping thing is so strange too. Because uh, yeah, we didn't talk about this. So with the motion controls, you will bring up a radial menu, but you have to select that, and then depending on what it is, like you can. We'll talk about when we get to the first item. But it's it's a little weird. Um, while we're here on Skyloft, we need to get a shield, like I said. In order to do that, you got to go into the bazaar, which is one of my favorite things about this game. I love because we we will have to regularly come back to this spot. And there are a couple shops in here. And there's even like a kitchen that you can't really do anything with, but there's people hanging out over there. And so you can go and talk to them. And it's really neat. You can get stuff upgraded here. And then there's just a normal shop run by someone who looks very much like the happy mask salesman, which I like that. Brian makes a joke here about how it seems everyone in Skyloft is inevitably working for the royal family. Tegan, what can you tell us about the caste system of Skyloft? (laughs) So basically, (laughs) um, (laughs) I mean, that is kind of how it ends up like shaking out overall is like, all of the people who are knights end up becoming the family's royal knights and everyone else does end up becoming the town, the like regular townsfolk. But um, it appears that most children in like their teenage years, like train as a knight. And that's the only way you can get a loft wing. So I think it's entirely dependent on whether or not you get a chosen bird, whether or not you actually like stay at the Knights Academy or end up with just a uh, regular job. Yeah, everyone at the Academy has a chosen bird, but if you don't get a chosen bird, you don't get to go to the Academy anymore and then you just get a regular job Hmm. in the regular world. Another weird uh, cultural implication of the whole Skyloft setup and the chosen bird setup is, you know, if Zelda hadn't been there, Link would have just died when he jumped off to <laughs> to call his bird. And I feel like that well, makes Zelda murder... pushed him off. He wouldn't have yeah, fallen Zelda off anyway. Him. Zelda would have murdered Link. Yeah. <laughs> like... That does happen. If you if you run off, if you jump off of a non-jumping off point uh, or forget to do it, yeah, or you forget to whistle... One of the uh, like patrol units will come by and they'll be like, "What are you doing? You know, oh. you're supposed to whistle for your bird." It's good to know. Did uh, any of you go through the rooms in the academy? I went to the bathroom uh, just because I wanted to check to see if anybody needed toilet paper in there. Like, mm-hmm. but no, but <laughs> yeah, but you can use the toilet, which is nice. Um, yeah, it, it, if it. The only thing that stuck out to me is, one, you can find a Tingle plush in one of the rooms. Uh, but also, if you look in, uh, it a bunch of the rooms are large rooms that have a partition between them. If you look at them, there's actually like an interesting design that I, I like because this is like thought out. Um, the rooms are all like one big room with a partition between them. And if you go into Gruce's room... He has a slightly bigger room at the cost of his two other buddies having a bunk bed that they have this tiny cramped little spot. Uh, so, like, for whatever reason, I just found that hilarious. So back back to the bazaar, though. So you have the one salesman that has different items there. 
They're going to require some more money that we don't have. So right now, also, they require special bags that we don't have. Uh, so right now, you can just buy the shield. They also tell you to buy a potion. Uh, if you go up to the person selling the potion, they say, you need a bottle. Uh, you don't have a bottle here. The first one's on the house. For me, bottles and Zelda, those are like the the OP item that I'm always happy to get. They're, they're so important. Um, but also, if you go and talk to the potion seller's husband, he can power up your potions. So you can use materials to up your potion game, and they'll, like, do different things. So that's that's pretty neat. Yeah. Well, we can't do any of that stuff because we don't have we, – we have, like, a claw and maybe a blob. And you can't make you can't make stuff with claws and blobs, Brian. I keep telling you this. <laughs> yeah, there's also a fortune teller there who looks terrifying. Uh, <laughs> he's just he's just his 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 face is too small on his head, uh, and his eyes are too big for the rest of it. Those piercing piercing round eyes. Yeah, piercing beautiful orbs. <laughs> But anyway, moving on, please. Um, we are we are free to leave Skyloft now, and when we do, really, like there's a there's a few places you can stop by, but you can't do anything just yet. Um, really, what you want to do is you just want to go to where the light pillar is and fall down it. Um, now, when you get close, uh, Phi does stop you and talks about like this is the spot where you can go down to the to the land below and all of that when you do when you do jump off of your bird and fall down here for whatever reason all the music stops it's kind of weird to me honestly it's just like wind blowing past you you know and it just like i guess maybe that was the point like you wanted to get the you wanted to feel the velocity right just like you flying down through there we do make it down here i love the fact that when you're when you're falling down right near the end it starts beeping where it's like pull your sailcloth but even if you don't do it it'll just do it automatically for you so it's fine i actually was trying to hit the sailcloth before it told you and i don't think you can immediately do it so i was hitting the button and i was just thinking uh uh am i gonna splat on the ground is my controller broken is this the end for me (laughs) (laughs) game over this is this is the new timeline when Link fell on his stupid face. <laughs> <laughs> the hero dies. The hero really dies. The hero really, like, immediately. This was the wrong hero, actually. <laughs> yep, sorry. Maybe next year. You play the rest of the game as Fledge. Oh, no. Just cowering. Fledge. Yeah. Yeah, the apocalypse happens. <laughs> it, it just happens. Gavora just comes into Fledge's room just like, well... Link's dead. Here's the magic <laughs> sword. And he's just like, uh, what? <laughs> Game over. <laughs> Zelda comes around and just shoves him off things. Anyways, we're down on the fabled surface now. When we first get to this area, we we see this giant spiral chasm that we get a we get a cutscene where like Link Link feels something down there. And it's like that. That's really the, all we can tell. Like we see the we see the mouth thing down there, but he's just like, it's not actually there. He's just having one of his visions. He did. He didn't bring his medication with him when he came down here. It's one of those we weren't expecting to need it sort of things. This scene was stressful for me because the only part of this game that I've actually seen was my friend playing it, and I think it was an area that looks similar to this. 
and he was later in the game and there's a thing that happens with the guy that you see and i was like are you, we already doing this is this what happens now you come back here a few times yep. um this was it, honestly this was one of the things in um what was it in hyrule warriors there is a there's a level with this spot here that is just so annoying and it's just so boring uh but yeah we 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 come to this little spiral chasm multiple times um when you go down there Phi tells us well not a, not actually Phi someone tells us we don't actually know who is telling us this here um to to put our sword towards the sky power it up and use the goddess beam on this thing here when we do that it just sort of makes the like dark cloud stuff that's around it disappear when we do this Phi introduces one of the what i remember being the most annoying thing in this game uh the the most annoying mechanic that's dowsing oh it's Uh, terrible so but here's the thing that i've realized in this dowsing is just a thing to help us i remember the first time i played it you spend a lot of time and i don't know if it's like it was just like mandatory uh, or if they change something in that. In the time that I was playing it here, it's just a guide. It's just like if you were lost and you need to know what direction you, you're supposed to be going in, you can use the dowsing. But the dowsing goes into first person and you just have a reticle that's on the screen. And when you get close to it, when we do this, we can go all the way back up here. Uh, when we activated that, we had these like air gusts that have also activated that lets us take a shortcut all the way back up so we don't have to run up that whole spiral. Uh, when we go back up there, there's a door that was originally like locked to us by some magic that is now unlocked and we can go into there. Do any of you remember the music that was playing in here? Because for whatever reason, it struck a chord with me that it was from a different thing. Like my mind went to when we went to the Temple of Time in, in Twilight Princess. Um, we go into here and uh, we meet someone called the Old One. Um, and yes. Um, and she basically says like, oh, you were able to open that up. So you must be the chosen person here. Yeah. The old one is just sort of this like wise sage. That's like, oh, I've been here this whole time. I was, I'm, I've been waiting for you. And they, the, <laughs> for whatever reason, they unlock the door with their braid. <laughs> I didn't understand that mechanic at all. Wait, that's um, not how you unlock doors. I don't I don't have enough here. I can't do that. Maybe I haven't unlo- like Tegan, how long's your hair? Uh it's pretty long. Long enough to unlock doors? No, I Okay. Wish. So she gives us uh, uh another bottle, basically, with a with a potion in there. That's all I see. I was like, I don't care what's in the bottle. I'm gonna put a fairy in it eventually. Just <laughs> give me the bottle. <laughs> see, I'm gonna immediately forget about using potions entirely and then cry when my shield breaks. <laughs> That's why I do the fairies because I don't have to remember the po- the the bottles. I can mm-hmm. put it away in my pocket and I'm fine. I don't have to remember like, oh, I got to switch to it real quick. That's been that's that's how I've done this since Ocarina basically. That's been how I play. The the old one goes and opens the door for us and we can go through there and we can keep going through the woods. Um 
We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to see what's waiting for us in these woods. Hi, we're Ellen, Steven, and Mark, hosts of Nice Games Club, the show where nice game devs talk gaming and game development. Topics include programming, design, tools, and more. We also do interviews and one-hour game jams. Listen to Nice Games Club wherever you get to your wherever you get to your podcast. You get there <laughs> or at nicegames.club. What's up, Brian? Those are some good-looking sunnies. Yeah, they're the pineapple painkiller shades from Gooder. What on earth are you wearing? Oh, these? I just found them lying on the street while I was walking the dog. They seem to work. They seem to be beat up. Mm, yeah, a little. And they keep falling off. And now that I think about it, that might be why they got left behind by the last owner. <laughs> you know, Gooder makes $25 active sunglasses that don't slip, don't bounce, and are 100% polarized. Well, that's pretty neat. How would I get myself a pair or two? Because, up, oh, mine fell off again. Well, right now, Gooder is giving Chat of the Wild listeners free shipping on the first order. You can go to gooder.com slash chat and use the code chat at checkout for free shipping. That's a lot to remember. Could I just check the show notes or something for more info? Absolutely. And I'll also mention in the notes that Gooder offers 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Wow. Find your pair at gooder.com slash chat and use code chat to get free shipping on your first order. Oh, I will, because these are now stuck to my shoe. Superhero stuff you should know. Go deeper than you've gone before into your favorite comic book films, storylines, and characters. Superhero stuff you should know. Part of the HyperX Podcast Network. Hello, fans. As part of the HyperX Podcast Network, we're letting you know that this year is HyperX's 20th birthday. To celebrate, they're offering some great deals on their award-winning gaming gear. If you're in the market for a new headset, a new microphone, blue light-blocking eyewear, or any other number of other high-quality other HyperX products, head on over to HyperX20.com to check out all the birthday deals. Once again, check out the HyperX 20th birthday party sale over at HyperX.com. So we're back. We are in, the, this is Farron Woods that we're at. Uh, this is another thing that we didn't bring up, that when we go to a new area, it cuts to our map and we have, it's not like, like it's like the zoomed out version of it just shows sort of an artistic rendering of each sort of biome and it paints it in as we go. And then you can zoom into those. Um, We also are told uh, that we can put beacons down. Uh, So we'll be able to, to put a mark on our map. Now it shows if you bring up your map, it shows the, the symbol for the beacon times one. So, I assume we'll get more beacons later that we'll be able to put a couple things down. Not long after we get to this new area, we run into a bunch of, I guess, what are these, uh, bacoblins, I guess? Um, I, mm-hmm. I, I needed to get my I need to get my book out. I got to make sure I'm naming all these characters correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are beating up a Goron. And uh, when we go, we go and help them out. Now, so this is like our first mob fight really here. And I was just doing spin attacks the whole time. 
Because when I'm trying, I am trying to slash at these things and they are just, they, it's block city here. Like they mm-hmm. just, they can block everything. I was lucky enough for the first fight to just win with left, right, left, right and hit them all. But uh, yeah, that is lucky. Uh, what uh, one combination I've liked so far is charging up my sword, uh, knocking them down with the goddess beam, and then doing the mortal blade like jump in the air stab thing. But this Goron is Gorko, and uh, he he's just exploring the lands and he's seeing he's he's trying to find all these ancient things and learn what he can about it. Yeah, he's like, eh, is not a good enough answer. No, I I applaud him. He one of the first things that we get is we find one of those bird statues that we save at and it's like all rusted over. During this cutscene, Gorko's talking about it and then we walk up to it and it activates. It lights up, it, it all the rust gets blown off of it. This is where Gorko starts like making it clear that he's just like I know all the history. Would you like to know more? And you could just listen to him talk for a while. Like he has a lot to say. Uh but and a lot of it is about the stuff we kind of already know to start with, but then he'll go a little bit further in some of the things there because he. A lot of it, um, I think, is has to be wrong, right? Because he's like, "Oh yeah, if you drink from the stream up there, you'll live forever. Everything's made of gold." It's it it, it is a joke where he's talking about like we, you know the gods live up there, and it's just like turns out it's like no, there was a god and they put us up there, but we're just people. He he talks to us. Um, we eventually keep going on. We can explore some more. Brian, you know uh, better than any of us just how linear this game is. Uh, like, you 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 feel it, right? Like, they, you were you were you were going through these these chasms, uh, you know, just constantly guiding you to these small little areas. Um, I don't think we get anything comparable to like high hyrule field in in this game at all like that is that is the sky basically for us that is going to be our big map we constantly find shortcuts that we can open in this where it's mostly logs that we're pushing down that let us uh if if we go back to an area where we saw like oh we have this thing now that i can go and grab this then i can just run back up here um but in general, like it is just you are you are pushed towards these small little areas. And I felt the same thing that you were saying where because of the color and there isn't like there isn't stuff that like necessarily distinguishes it. And we're not seeing like landmarks, really. And that alone just makes it kind of dizzying where I'm just like, I you know, I've said multiple times, I love getting lost in games. This is not the kind of loss that I'm talking about, though. I'm not talking about I'm lost because I don't recognize where I'm at. I like getting lost when I'm in an area where I'm just like, this is all new territory ter- territory for me, but I need to figure out where I am to like try to get back to something that I know. I love that activity, and we don't get that here. Like that, that is what my favorite thing in like the FromSoft games is, where you go down a path and you're just suddenly like. I don't know what's going on. And then eventually you find a thing where you're like, wait a second. I remember this. But uh, yeah, we keep moving forward. We fight some more uh, Bacoblins and uh, we meet a new creature here. The Kikui, uh, which I, I love these little guys. 
Fun fact, they are all named after different types of tea. Um, they, the first one that we come across, his name is Machi, obviously named after matcha. Um, but if you, if you pay attention to that, there's one that's like named like, uh, Erla, Erla. There's like Ula for like oolong tea. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, they're all named after that. And yeah, I love these guys. These guys are little cowards, but they're cute. So you forgive them for it. Unlike what's his name up in Skyloft. Fledge had it coming. Yeah. I mean, if (laughs) I was this tiny and small, I too would be a tiny coward, you know? Well, obviously, but you can look at like these creatures and realize that the the their camouflage is to look like an unassuming bush, so that other things will just go right past them. Can we get a counter going of every time uh, Fi throws out just a random statistic? <laughs> oh it's every yeah, time. it's, it's, it's literally every time. It's always, man. Now I don't know when we first find Machi, we do have to sort of hunt him. Uh, did, did you guys have trouble? I mean, you know, Tegan, this is the fourth time, fifth time. How many times have you played this game now? Uh, uh, <laughs> several. But like, so like BC, I mean, did you have some trouble figuring out like, how am I supposed to get this guy? It, so, so Machi is the first one, right? Machi is the first one. No, I mean. That keeps running around things. So if you try and leave the area, it tells you, oh, hey, I, I had a really strong dousing response. You got to go back. <laughs> and then after I slashed the first mushroom, I was like, okay, it's, I just had to go around and slash plants. Oh, I rolled into it. Yeah, I rolled into it. I thought that's what you had to do. There, I think the second <laughs> one, you have to roll into a tree. And that took me a second because I yeah, hadn't learned how to yeah. roll yet. Now, we do have to talk to the Elder, uh, which is a giant kikui that I'm just going to say. I'm going to say it once, and I'm going to move on from it. He looks like a nutsack. Anyway, um, <laughs> he tells you to go find the others, so you go and do that. Um, and, yeah, he does have the best voice of just like, <laughs> This is This is the best thing, like I've said, that uh, that you get from these games, starting with Wind Waker, are when you have these little voice clips that are so strange, but they're just like the best thing about a character. It's, it's what makes you remember these characters, right? Mm-hmm. What are, I guess like, you know, if we're, if we're going to talk about him, there was one of the other Kikui Lapsa. Uh, when you, when you saved him, he was like, I'm stuck up on this tree and I can't get down. And you just knock it down and he falls. And he's just like, well, that was one way to do it, I guess. I, I need to bring this up now. We have not talked about it. This game has a stamina. Uh, we do have to run around a lot and we have to deal with the stamina in this. Like they were trying out a lot of these mechanics and they were not great in this, but they made them great later. Game director (laughs) as breath of the wild. Uh huh. Mm. Same guy in charge for both games. Like a lot of the stuff is reused, but it's also reused in more interesting ways. Like the remix is good. I think. Um, anyways, we, we go and do all this, uh, collect them all, come back and, um, uh, Bucha gives us the, which is supposed to be for kombucha. Um, Bucha gives us uh, a slingshot, which is really funny. Cause he's just sort of like, here, I'm going to give you something. And he just like starts to fall on us and we have to like <laughs> get out of the way and then climb up him. Like literally it's not, it's not a cut scene. He just falls and he's just like, here you go. Q-Q. Right, 
<laughs> hey, let me give you the treasure of my people and then just full face plant. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Like, it's great. You know, like we, we're going to talk more about how annoying some of these motion control things are. But these interactions that we're having with these characters are great. It's fantastic. Um, yeah. He goes and tells us about like, oh, we need to go through this way. Be careful. There's monsters. And we're just like, who cares? Like, these monsters aren't that big a deal to us. Um, with the slingshot. Now, this is, uh, I immediately went back up because I was just like, one, I had just caught two of the, like, pieces of ember or something like that. So I was like, I can upgrade my shield. I need to go back up to Skyloft. And I went oh, up that's I went upgraded for. my shield. Yes. Okay. Good um, to know. Uh, so I went and did that. I also, uh, since I had my slingshot, I could call forth Beetle up in the Skyloft. Um, BC, did you do this? Did you go back, back to Skyloft? I did not go back and grab Beetle. I thought it was a little bit ridiculous that you have to hit a bell to summon him when you have a bird. But, yeah. You can't bird in Skyloft, though. It's illegal to bird in Skyloft. Yes, but I went back up to him and I bought uh, a bigger wallet, which adds another. So you start off where you can hold up to 300. Bigger wallet adds another 300. So I'm just like, I want to make sure I have the bigger wallet. I'm, we're we're going to be going into a temple here soon. I get the feeling I'm going to be opening a bunch of chests with rupees in it. So I'm like, I want to make sure I don't max out on that stuff while I'm there. Um, you can get a bigger satchel. Uh, he has a heart piece in there. There's also a medallion. Yeah, there is a heart. You can get a heart piece in Faron Woods, uh, running around there. There is a heart piece in there. Uh, but yeah, he gives you a medallion, but it's too expensive to get right now anyway. So we'll talk about medallions later. Across the board, all the shopkeepers have a really sassy response. If you look at something and don't buy it, which I love. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we, uh, we can get the net too. So you can go and collect bugs, which is super, it's still so awkward. Like, cause it's the same thing with the, with the sword that when you get the net out, it's just moving around freely and you have to do a swipe to pick up bugs. Also, if you run too quickly towards bugs, they will go away from you. So you can either chase them down, swiping like crazy, trying to get one on there. You can stun bugs if they're up on a wall, you can roll up against the wall and they'll fall off. And then you can just pick them up by hand. So that's nice. I did so much, like, flail blindly. Got it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> there are absolutely, there's some where that works beautifully. And there's some where it's like, if you don't show up right now, it's gone forever. <laughs> yeah. That's the yeah. end of it. <laughs> no more bug. Uh, we go, so we can get all the stuff. We can go back down. Uh, we do come across now, since we have the net, this is a little easier. You can find a beehive. And if you get too close to that thing, those bees will just swarm you. Uh, yeah, if you've got the net, you could just like collect like eight bees at once too. It's pretty funny. We go forward. We do come across the Goron again, and he exp he he stops us to look at these gray treasure chests or this gray block. This is a weird thing that we're going to be doing a lot through this. Where when you see one of those, you want to power up your sword and shoot a beam at it, and it will un it will unlock a treasure chest up in the sky. Yeah, you do that while you're on the ground, and then you'll get your reward later. We do need to mention, uh, uh, we got to do some tightrope walking here, and this is so annoying. Um, how does this work with the buttons? I mean, it 
It was pretty straightforward. I just walked across Ugh. the rope. I feel like the tightrope walking was non-intrusive at the worst. I'm, I literally have to be mm-hmm. moving with the stick on one and keeping my right hand stable and like moving it left or right to rebalance him. There's like a left, right, like with the, um, with the joystick, with the left joystick to balance, but it's not difficult. And then you can hit, um, you can press in on the button to, to like bounce up and down and knock stuff off of the, off of the rope. I did too. Couldn't, couldn't. I just fell off multiple times. The thing I do like about the tight ropes is that you can trick enemies, aggro enemies, and then knock them off of it. Which is always yeah. refreshing. Uh, I got to mention, too, there is a cutscene that we get as we are leaving one of the areas that we see some fabulous legs. And that's it. So we don't know whose legs those are, but we do get to see those for a second. Eventually, we make our way into the sealed grounds. This is where that temple is. Um, if you look around, there's some stones that they say a thing. One of them says, he who descended from above, look to the star that the bird rising heavenward gazes upon and aim your shot there. A.K.A. there's a crystal above the door that you hit. This is how we're going to teach you that crystals open doors when you smack them sometimes. You should probably do that if you see a crystal. Hmm. I was trying but- to shoot my slingshot into the sun. Couldn't find the sun. <laughs> Oops. Um, but do not hit that crystal in this episode because this is where we are wrapping up for the next episode. We are going to finish this dungeon and then afterwards go fly around a little bit. There's some cool mini games that we can go and check out, meet some new friends, do all that. And we'll be back here and talk about it on chat of the wild. Mm-hmm.